So hi, and welcome to the Day Trading for Beginners podcast. I'm Tyler Stokes from stokestrades.com. And in this episode, we are talking about short selling. So what is short selling and how do you short a stock? So this is episode 10. We're on a journey to become a full-time day trader and we were doing some stock market basics. In the next episode, we're going to talk about options. So I thought it was best to kind of talk about this topic of short selling uh, a stock. It's actually really easy once you understand it. But, you know, I personally had a lot of trouble kind of getting my head wrapped around uh, how this exactly works. So we're going to outline how it works uh, in a very beginner friendly way. We'll have some examples uh, that we're going to go through and we're going to talk about exactly how uh, short selling works. Now, if you're interested in becoming a full-time day trader, I actually have a great resource for you. In the show notes, you can download my six-month blueprint where I outline exactly what I'm doing in the first six months to become a full-time day trader. Uh, you can find that in the show notes or you can go to stokestrades.com forward slash blueprint. You can download that for absolutely free. And when you do that, you can get invited to our online community through school. Uh, I've launched this so other beginners can get together. Uh, if you're looking for an accountability partner, you can you know, find me, you can find someone else. Uh, if you're interested in doing this um, seriously and you really want to become a full-time a day trader. We are sort of doing this from the ground up first principles. So we're going through everything on there. We'll have courses, we'll have guides, and it's absolutely free. No one is selling a course. Uh, there's no ads. There's none of that stuff. So you can get more details when you download that blueprint. Okay. Let's jump into it. What is short selling a stock? So I knew about, you know, short selling uh, back at university when I took some business classes, but I never really understood how it sort of worked behind the scenes. So uh, it's actually really sort of easy, but there's this one part of short selling that kind of, um, you know, confused me. I didn't quite get it, but I've outlined exactly how it works uh, in this podcast. So uh, if you're kind of wondering how this works, we're going to run through it here. Uh, and then at the end, we're actually going to do an example with some numbers. So uh, sometimes podcasts aren't the greatest for that. In the show notes, I'll have a video uh, tutorial about short selling on the YouTube channel. So certainly check the link where you can kind of uh, see a whiteboard presentation of this uh, short selling uh, example, which is going to make more sense um, for you if you kind of need that. So what is short selling? What I've done is I've asked uh, ChatGPT and the AI tool uh, Grok from X to give some examples here. So there's one sort of relatable example, and then we'll talk specifically um, how to short sell actual stock. So here is the example. Imagine you have a friend who has a really cool skateboard that you think will become less popular and lose value. You ask to borrow the skateboard for a while and your friend agrees. You then sell the skateboard to someone else at its current high price, hoping that in a few days or weeks when the skateboard is less popular, you can buy it back at a lower price. After buying it back cheaper, you return the skateboard to your friend and you keep the difference in price as your profit. So this is similar to how short selling a stock works. So in the stock market, short selling is when an investor borrows shares of a stock from someone else and immediately sells them. Now, the goal is to buy the same number of shares back later at a lower price, return them to the lender 
and then pocket the difference as profit. So it's like betting that the stock's value will go down. But obviously beware, short selling is risky. If the stock price goes up, instead of going down, you could end up losing a lot of money. So that's really what short selling is. It's selling high uh, and then buying low. So I think we all sort of understand the sort of concept of, you know, with normally when you buy a stock, you buy low and you sell high and, you know, whatever difference that is, is your profit. Well, with short selling, you're selling high and you're buying low, but the concept or, or the the part that tripped me up that might be kind of confusing for you is this whole notion of borrowing the share. So, you know, who do you borrow them from? Do they want to lend them to you? Uh, like, how does that really work? So I kind of was getting uh, stumped by this. So what we're going to do now uh, is kind of dive into this whole aspect of borrowing the shares and sort of how it works behind the scenes at your brokerage. And then we're going to go into an actual uh, example, but that's really what short selling is selling high, buying low. And then that difference is your profit. Okay. So how it actually works uh, in the stock market, there's, you know, this idea of borrowing shares. So you think a company stock price is going to go down. So you borrow shares of that company stock from your brokerage firm. Now the brokerage firm has these shares either in its own inventory or from other customers accounts. Um, you know, these other customers are not planning to sell them right away. So they own these shares. So the, your brokerage firm has access to shares through other people's accounts or their own inventory. Once you borrow the shares, you sell them at the current market price. Then, you know, you wait and you hope that the stock price falls uh, just like you thought it would. If it does drop, you buy the same number of shares at a lower price. Uh, and then after buying them back, you return the shares to the brokerage firm or the original owner. And then that difference between the price you sold the shares and the lower price that you bought them back is your profit. But what I wasn't understanding is that this process is seamless in your brokerage account. So when you short sell a stock through your brokerage account, the process you know, of borrowing the shares and then selling them, it's typically handled electronically and seamlessly behind uh, the scene. So it's more like you click a button on your dashboard. So everyone's dashboard is going to be different, whether, you know, you trade uh, and buy stocks through a um, TD Ameritrade or um, interactive brokers or on Quest Trade or Wealthsimple, you know, everyone's dashboard is a little bit different. But if your account allows you to short sell a stock, you simply just, you know, access the stock and click short sale. And then that whole idea of borrowing the shares uh, and then selling them immediately, it's sort of done instantly uh, through the brokerage firm electronically. So, you know, initiating that short sale you know, in your brokerage account, you basically enter an order for a short sale, a specific number of shares and that stock. Uh, and then it's usually just done through the interface. And then maybe you'll have like, if you short sell a hundred shares of a specific stock, you'll see like a negative 100 uh, in your account. And then you gain that money um, right away. So again, once you place that short sell order, the brokerage automatically handles the process of borrowing um, the shares. And after the shares are borrowed, they're sold at that current market price and that transactions executed um, just like a regular stock uh, sale. And then as a, a trader, you know, you won't see the intricate details 
of you know which specific shares were borrowed or whose account they came from and there's no need to like request borrowing it's all sort of done behind um these scenes and i think that's what was tripping me up and maybe it was tripping uh, you up as well so when you short sell a stock again the process of borrowing and selling the shares it's handled behind the scenes by your brokerage as a trader your main interaction is simply to place the short sell order through your brokerage account interface so you might be wondering you know why would the brokerage firm want to lend you shares and the reason they do this is they make money doing it so there are fees and interest so the brokerage firm they can charge fees or interest for lending out the share so when you short sell a stock you're actually going to pay a little bit of interest or fee and it depends on you know what uh, your brokerage firm has set up but uh, it's not completely free to short sell these share. So if you hold a short position for a long time, you know, you're going to pay a little bit of interest and fees over time. Uh, and then in terms of stock availability, they lend shares that they already have either in their own inventory or from other customers accounts who are not using them right now. And we'll talk about, you know, how that works uh, as well, or that whole um, idea of whether you agree to lend out uh, your share. So in terms of risks for the brokerage, you know, uh, it's kind of minimal. The brokerage firm's risk in this scenario, uh, they're not really exposed to any price fluctuations because they're going to get the same shares back. Um, the main risk to the brokerage really is if you, as the borrower, you can't buy back the shares or return them if, you know, the stock goes up and you need to uh, pay more for the shares that you borrowed at a lower price. Uh, you might not be able to handle that. And in those sorts of cases, they have things like margin calls to uh, manage risk. Now, in terms of margin, I'm just going to quickly talk about that. Uh, it's a bit more of an advanced topic for maybe a future episode. But when you short sell a stock and the price goes up instead of down, you actually start losing money. Now, if your losses get too big and you don't have enough money in your account to cover the position, the brokerage steps in with a safety measure called a margin call. So just imagine if you want to short sell a stock and it's at $100 and you borrow the shares and you instantly sell the stock for $100. If it goes up to $150, you now are required to buy that back at $150. Well, if you don't have that money in your account, then uh, the brokerage firm is going to track that and make sure that safety uh, measures are in place that it doesn't get out of hand uh, and you won't be in the future be able to you know pay that back and i know we talked a hundred dollars and 150 dollars but sometimes people have accounts with thousands and thousands of dollars and if the price goes up you know it can get out of hand for some people so this margin call it's sort of like an alert telling you to either add more money or securities to your account to cover the potential loss and if you can't do this the brokerage will step in and close out your position by buying back the shares at the current price uh, even if this means that you're going to take a loss uh, and this is done to prevent the situation from getting worse uh, and to kind of protect both you and the brokerage from you know it getting out of hand because sometimes it's risky if you buy a stock or you short a stock and it keeps going up and up and up you know you're going to have to eventually buy that stock and return those shares that you borrowed so if it goes up then you run the risk of having to buy a stock that's very expensive now and basically return the shares and lose all that money so again in terms of risk you know who bears the risk really you as the short seller are the person 
who's going to bear the most of ri- most amount of risk of the stock price moving against your position. So meaning going higher instead of lower. Uh, and then, you know, in terms of the original share owner, you know, the person who owns the shares and allows them to be lent out, they don't necessarily lose money from lending the shares. However, you know, they are just exposed to any market risk that's normal by the price fluctuations of a stock. So no one really bears a risk, uh, really except the short seller. Um, in terms of, you know, this brokerage firm's responsibility, you know, they're responsible for pr- providing the shares for sale. So when the original owner uh, decides to sell their shares, the brokerage firm is responsible for making sure those shares are available. So I was thinking, you know, also if I borrow these shares and then what happens if that person wants to, you know, sell those shares, but I've borrowed them. Uh, so I wasn't really grasping that, but there are so many shares out there. The brokerage firm has an inventory of shares. There's other people s- stock who don't want to sell them that they can sort of shift around. So, you know, the brokerage firm handles all that. And, you know, if you want to sell your shares, but you've lent them out, uh, then you can just, uh, the brokerage firm is going to make sure you get those shares to be able to sell them when uh, you want to. So again, when you borrow and sell shares in a short sale, the original owner still, you know, owns their shares in terms of market value and rights, even though those specific shares might have been, you know, lent out and sold. The brokerage always ensures that the owner's rights are intact and that you as a short seller, you know, you replace the equivalent number of shares when you close out your position. You know, when an original stock owner decides to sell their shares, the brokerage firm, again, ensures that there's a seamless execution of the sale, even if those shares were currently lent out. So, you know, lending out shares, there's always, it's just going to work out. Um, It's a seamless execution with replacing the shares somewhere within the whole pool of the shares that the brokerage firm um, has access to. And, you know, the process is managed in a way that the sale by the owner and the borrowing by the short seller, they're both accommodated without conflict. So it's sort of like you click the button and it's done electronically behind the scenes and you sort of don't need to worry about it. But I thought it was good just to go through that process because that's sort of how uh, it works. That's the idea of borrowing uh, the shares and then selling them right away. So you might be wondering, and I was like, did I ever agree to lend my shares out? Well, you know, when you open an account with a brokerage, you're usually required to agree to some terms and service. And in those terms and service, they're going to include perhaps a clause that allows the brokerage to lend out your security. So here in Canada, I believe that with a tax-free savings account or an RRSP account, uh, your shares can't be lent out. But if you have a margin account, uh, the lending of the shares, it's more common in these margin accounts where investors you know, are trading with borrowed money sometimes. Um, but it can be optional for some accounts. So you can kind of perhaps uh, opt into not lending your shares out or you can. And sometimes your brokerage will actually pay you a little bit of money uh, if you opt in to lend out your shares and they actually get lent out. So sometimes you can make a little bit of money for lending out shares to people who want to borrow them to do a short uh, sale. Um, so in terms of benefits to the brokerage and investors, um, like I mentioned, the brokerage is lending out the securities uh, and making money through fees uh, and uh, interest. And then some investors are going to make money uh, from that as well, depending on what brokerage uh, firm uh, you are associated with. So in terms of you know this whole idea, we kind of went over how it works 
uh, what it kind of looks like behind the scenes at the brokerage firm. And then, you know, why people actually want to short sell stocks. And there are a few sort of basic reasons. Mainly, you know, you expect the stock price uh, to fall, whether that is for uh, any specific reasons, or maybe you think some stocks are overvalued. You know, people short stocks uh, when they feel like the price is going to go down. It's just a, a an investment strategy. Sometimes investors think a stock's price is higher than it maybe should be based on the company's actual value. So they short sell the stocks, you know, betting that the market will eventually come around uh, and the price will uh, drop. And then also, you know, this idea of hedging, you know, some investors short sell sort of as a way to protect their other investments. If they think the market might go down, you can short sell um, to sort of balance out um, some losses. Now, in terms of day trading, uh, you know, you can you know, day trading, you can short sell through a specific day. So if you're reading charts, uh, you're reading candlesticks and you feel like a price is going to go down, you can certainly set up a short for that. Um, and then in terms of doing options, you know, when you uh, buy a put option, there's this idea of short selling involved. That's sort of what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So just a final sort of summary, and then we'll get into an example. You know, short selling, it's like the reverse of the usual process of buying uh, and selling. So instead, you sell first at a high price and hope to buy back later at a lower price to make a profit. Again, people do this when they think a stock's price is going to fall, either because it's overvalued or, you know, as a strategy to balance uh, their investments. And the process there is you, when you short a stock, you or instantly borrow the shares and sell them right at the market. Uh, and then you need to buy them back to give them back to the person you lent. But that's all done electronically, uh, seamlessly behind the scenes with your brokerage uh, account. So now we're going to uh, do sort of an example. Uh, and again, uh, in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to the YouTube video in regards to uh, short selling and uh, I'm going to actually walk through this example on sort of a whiteboard so you can see the numbers, but I'll just kind of go through it here. Uh, you might be able to benefit from um, listening to it uh, as well. But again, check that video out uh, so you can kind of see as I write out the numbers uh, on a whiteboard. But this example we're going to talk about is in regards to the company Nikola Corporations. You may have heard of them. They were that trucking company, um, electric trucking company and also um, had some fuel cell um, ideas. And basically um, their founder, Trevor Milton, uh, was found guilty of fraud and sentenced to four years in prison. So basically he made false statements about the company's technology uh, and future sales prospects and kind of pumped up the stock. He claimed that Nikola had developed a working prototype of a hydrogen fuel cell powered semi-truck called the Nikola One, but actually in reality, the truck was not ever fully functional and it was powered by its own propulsion system. There was this video of it going down uh, the road uh, and actually it was, a, it was a bit of a hill and that's how the truck rolled. There was, it was never actually a working prototype. Uh, Milton, I think he also claimed that Nikola had developed some breakthrough battery technology that would you know, double the range of electric vehicles but this never existed. Uh, he exaggerated the company's production capabilities as well, leading investors to believe that Nikola was further along than it actually was. And the scandal broke in September 2020 when there was this report from 
Hindenburg Research, which is a short-selling investment firm, they expose many of the company's you know, false claims and misleading statements. After the scandal broke, Nicholas' stock plummeted, leaving many investors with significant uh, losses. And the company sort of uh, has tried to distance itself from Trevor Milton, but damage and reputation, uh, it has been substantial. Now, I remember back in 2020, when this story broke, I was thinking, hey, maybe I should sort the stock. And I never sort of did. Obviously, in hindsight, I should have. Um, but you know, back then, I wasn't really as comfortable as I am now with this notion of short selling. But uh, you know, if we look at some of the numbers based on, you know, if you shorted Nikola in 2020, so this would be a great reason to short a stock. There's some fraud. Uh, you know, the the owner is is lying and misleading the company. You know, you short sell it, thinking that the price uh, is going to go down. So, uh, in terms of the numbers, September 2020, the price was about thirty five dollars. So imagine at that price at thirty five dollars, the news breaks. So you predict that the stock price will fall significantly due to the scandal. So you're going to set up a short sale. And this is how uh, it would work. So you decide to short the stock, you borrow. And let's just say in this example, you borrow 100 shares from your brokerage at the current price of $35. So this is September 2020. You borrow the shares. You immediately sell these borrowed shares at the market price at 35 bucks each. So in your account, you're going to be positive $3,500. So 100 times $35 stock price, and you're going to have negative 100 shares of Nikola. So that's where uh, you stand in September 2020. You're up 3,500 bucks and you owe 100 shares of Nikola. Then you wait for the price to drop. So over the next few months, as the details of the fraud became, you know, even more public, the stock actually began to drop quite significantly. Uh, and then eventually you're going to want to close out the position. So let's just say as of right now, sort of early 2024, the stock price has fallen all the way to 70 cents per share. So it went from $35 down to 70 cents per share. So you decide to close your short position by buying back the 100 shares that you owe. So you've got negative 100 shares in your account. You owe those back. So you buy 100 shares and that's only going to cost you $70. So 100 shares times the current price of 70 cents, that's 70 bucks. So you're going to profit a lot. So if you look at what you initially sold the shares for, it was 3,500 bucks. That was $35 times 100 shares. So at $3,500 was in your account. Then you wait and you bought back 100 shares and it only cost you $70. So the profit is going to be the difference here, $3,500 minus $70. So you've made $3,400 and uh, about $3,400 and $30 there, uh, obviously minus any fee. So you've basically almost you know, made 100% of your money by shorting this stock uh, over the last uh three and a half years, so to speak. So that's really a good return. Obviously there's risks involved with shorting a stock, but that's how it actually works out. And that's how the numbers work out. And obviously there'll be a little bit of fees or an interest that you pay to hold that short position for those four years, but that's it. You know, you, you buy the shares, or excuse me, you borrow the shares, a hundred of them at $35, sell them right away. You're up 3,500 in your account. 
eventually you just need to replace those 100 shares. The stock price goes way down to 70 cents. You buy it back for 70 bucks. Your 100 shares go back to positive uh, or go back to from negative. Uh, you know, you get rid of those, you give those 100 shares back and then you're up uh, the difference. So that's how short selling works. Uh, that's how you short a stock. So I hope that you found uh, this useful. You know, when you really look at it, it's a very simple concept. You're selling high, buying back low, and you get that profit difference. But for me, I needed to go through that, those examples and that discussion regarding the brokerage firm and how it works sort of behind the scenes with, you know, borrowing and then instantly selling. You know, for me, I needed to kind of go through that. And obviously now I know how it works and I know that it's sort of seamlessly within your dashboard. But uh, for me, I needed that. And hopefully uh, if you're listening, then that was beneficial for you as well. So I hope that you, you found this useful. Subscribe to the podcast. Again, if you are uh, interested in becoming a full-time day trader, you can download my blueprint at stokestrades.com forward slash blueprint. If you want to watch a video uh, of that example that we just went through, then in the show notes, you can find the YouTube video. Uh, and, you know, I hope that you find all this useful and, you know, download that blueprint and come see our community over at school. You'll get all the details after you download the blueprint. If you want an accountability partner, if you want to, you know, I have someone that's going to help you along this way. I am 100% committed to becoming a full-time day trader in our group on school, the community that we're building. Hopefully, we're going to have other people that are extremely dedicated to this as well. And we can grow um, together. Uh, we can learn. We can set up um, courses that are all free. There's no sales. No one's trying to sell you anything. There's no ads. Uh, and it's just a really, really good platform to um, build a community on. So I hope to see you there. And I will talk to you in the next episode when we talk about options. Talk to you soon.